Hey everybody, it's Christina Caramo and welcome to It's Solid Food. Today's show is going to be a bit of a hodgepodge. Now, why do I saying it's going to be a bit of a hodgepodge? Because we're going to talk about a couple topics, but at the end, you'll see how these topics all work together. The thing about it is that in America, it is the body of Christ. It is the church's job to be the moral voice, the moral force, to be the moral check in society. But the church is in disarray itself. And so therefore you can't, we're not being the moral check of society. So people are rising in the ranks who've made leftism this type of religion and they need to purge and cleanse and redeem society from the ills of conservatism and these horrible people who supported Trump. One of the things I've always pointed out to in the show is that Trump is not the subject. Ignore him for a minute. We are. We're the subject. We're the ones who have the hate toward, generated towards us. Trump is just a symbol of the hate the left and the media and the entertainment industry have for us. He's just a symbol of their hate. We're the actual targets of the hate. And that's something I'm going to talk about. I'm Christina Caramo, and now it's time for some solid food. Welcome to It's Solid Food, where we discuss all things in Christian apologetics, culture, and politics. So, I first want to say this. As a person, you guys know where I stand on issues. I don't hate anybody. My anger isn't towards the average American Democratic voter. That is not where my anger lies. And I think that's really interesting that people should pay attention to. If you listen to most conservatives, we lament about Democrats and the media and big tech. That's who we complain about. If you notice, the media wants hate generated towards us, people who back President Trump. And again, as I said in the intro, it's not about President Trump. He should not be the the fixture of our focus because the fixture of the left in the media and big tech focus isn't him. They just want to take him out because it makes it easier to get at us. See, as we know, who's president really matters. It's extremely important because the executive branch has lots of power when it comes to appointing judges and overseeing certain things and certain foreign policy agendas. He can get a lot done, but there's other people in play. And so Trump was really in the way of a lot of the agendas that people on the left wanted. One of the things that they wanted is they didn't want average people. And you have a lot of rhinos. A lot of people call themselves Republicans. They're the same way. They don't want average people in politics. The fact that we even have a political class is problematic to begin with. We should never have a political class. The framers of America, which most people don't take the time to understand, because the left works really hard at demonizing our founders, that way you won't study their writings. Because they weren't perfect men, that means we should throw out everything they have to say. But if you take the time to read the things that they said and the reason why they didn't like certain things and the reason why they framed our nation a certain way, you would realize how genius it is. If you're waiting for a perfect person and you say, I can only learn from perfect people, then you can learn nothing. In fact, that means you should be studying your Bible. Because only the only perfect one is God. No person, no person is perfect. Even when you read through scripture and you read throughout the Bible, the men and women that God used mightily were deeply flawed. In addition, which is so beautiful about the Bible, it didn't hide their flaws. You think of one of the most obvious ones is David and Paul. And the reason why they're some of the most obvious because David had sex with another man's wife 
and then killed the man to cover up the fact that he got his wife pregnant. Saul, who became Paul, the Apostle Paul, used to kill Christians. So I, I think it's even beautiful how in the Bible they, they point out the deep flaws of men and women that God used mightily. You think of Mary Magdalene, who was one of Jesus' associates, where people always try to label her as a prostitute. There's no evidence in Scripture this woman was a prostitute, but she was demon-possessed. So the Scripture mentioned this woman who helped Jesus' ministry, and one of the first people to tell that he is risen was formerly possessed by a number of demons. Why is this important? It's important because we cannot look to people in society to be perfect before we listen to their ideas. Ideas should be followed not people. You know, one of the things is I, I'm funny because I'm, I'm like, I'm non-denominational as a Christian. Why am I non-denominational? Well, I think there's the different Christian denominations tend to focus on different things more than others. And I think that oftentimes those things are really great, but I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in our denominations that we put these blinders on and we can only see the doctrine of the church instead of scripture. And sometimes your particular denomination may be wrong about something, but you can't see it because you're such an adherent to the denomination. And so that's why I'm, I identify simply as a Christian and I just follow the Bible. Whatever the Bible says is what I follow. Whatever so-and-so got to say, I might listen, but I'm not following this person. I'm not following the denomination. I'm not following this church. I'm not, my favorite, I would say my favorite minister at the moment is John MacArthur. But I disagree with him on being, he's a cessationist. I'm not. Now, why is that important? It's important because we can't follow people. We follow God. And when we follow God, we follow truth. So that brings me back to my point. Brings me back to my point of saying that the left wants to demonize the character of our founders. That way you won't listen or read what they wrote. Because regardless of their character, regardless if they did this, that is completely irrelevant because a good idea is a good idea. And the reason why we want an active population in the politics of that nation is because it maintains our freedom and our sovereignty and it maintains our checks and balances and it maintains a, a stable economy. One of the reasons why we're in so much debt is because of people like Nancy Pelosi, who's been in office for 40 years and hasn't done one thing. I mean, people just in droves went and this is how ignorant the American population has become. People just went and drove and voted for Joe Biden, a man who literally has been in power for 47 years and has done nothing. And they were convinced by our lying media that Trump was just so evil, no matter what Joe Biden was about, it was better than Trump. You know, this whole fiasco has come, made me realize one to two things. One, I realize now why only a small number of people are in power and everybody else are the sheep. I realize that now. I realize that it is so easy to brainwash people. It is so easy. It is so easy to brainwash people because most people don't like to think. What do I mean by think? They don't like to engage in critical thinking. They only just want comfort and validation and they want to be lazy. They want someone to tell them what to do. We all want to be an Indian. The way America is designed is for there to be more chiefs. We're supposed to be able to speak up and fight back. The, the, the goal of, of the different offices throughout America, the different elected offices, wasn't so you had to have a, a law degree from Harvard and you had to have this many years of experience before you could run for office. No, it was designed a way somebody could walk right off the farm and go be president because it's about being having good decision-making skills. That's why you have a cabinet. That's why you have all these appointed positions. 
You have to have good decision-making skills. There, a, a high school teacher should be able to go and be president. I don't need to have six degrees. I don't need to have 20 years of foreign policy, policy experience because oftentimes those people are the most corrupt because they have all these relationships that they have to keep massaging. And that's what most people don't get. And so the fact that uh, there's a, over a third of Americans didn't even vote, that's a problem. Only about two-thirds of America, I don't believe fully two-thirds. I don't believe that Biden got 100 million votes. I don't believe that. I'm sorry, I just don't. But, um, and, I, and I'm, I'm not going to get off of the voter fraud today, but that that being said, that being said, it, it, it it's a problem. Because we've been convinced by the media that the political class, the ruling class, should control everything. And we're supposed to just obey and submit because they're the ones in charge. They're the ones who know what to do. Says who? We give them power. They don't get power. We give it to them. And we can take it away when we feel like it. And that's what so many Americans fail to understand. These people don't deserve power. You earn it. You either do your job or we fire you when we vote. But most Americans are so ignorant because CNN didn't tell me. MSNBC didn't tell me. Channel 4 didn't tell me. NBC didn't tell me. So they only tell us the things that are important. And if they didn't tell it, it must not be true. Are you kidding me? Who died and made these people God? Who made these people the bearer of truth? That's why I made an episode about a month ago called Thank You Mama. Because I'm going to thank my mother for telling me to question everything. To question everything. You don't just believe something that somebody tells you. You ask who, what, when, where, why. Why do you want me to believe this? Why do you believe it? How do you know this is true? What, what is it? Who told you that? I mean, this should be a series of questions you ask before you just start to believe something. So, with that all being said, because of this ignorance, and because of the media manufacturing of fear and the entertainment industry, fear and lies and smear, now their next thing is to generate hatred towards conservatives. Anyone who has the audacity not to accept Biden as your fearless leader, you need to be mocked and destroyed. If you think I'm exaggerating, Look at this tweet from Jake Tapper. I truly sympathize with those dealing with losing. It's not easy. But at a certain point, one has to think not only about what's best for the nation, peaceful transfer of power, but how any future employers might see your character defined during adversity. Now, I have been a person, I've worked several jobs. I'm, I'm one of those people, like, I'm a, I don't know to explain myself. I've done lots of different things for work because... It's been hard to find a full-time job. I mean, the way the um, our job force is set up, that you have to just, everything is virtual. You don't get to meet the actual person. And so I have to work a series of part-time jobs. Why am I saying that? I personally think that my problem has been is in my online activity. Because I've had my online activity drawn up and shown to me. Um, and whether, like, I, I recently, Reuters tried to discredit me. Um... Why am I telling you this? I believe this has been going on forever. I believe this has been going on for a long time. They look at your online activity. They look at your political activity. And companies don't like you. Um, I know at my current job, I teach at a community college. And my um, 
I've, we have like a, a faculty day and, you know, I've had coworkers walk by me and sneer, fellow teachers, teachers that I was friends with. She's a Republican. We saw you on TV. So I've decided to take my professional life in a totally different direction. And because, I mean, this is what I feel God has placed on my heart for me to do is to speak up. But now we live in a time where if you speak up and you speak in a certain direction, they want to ice you from public life. And if you think that I'm over-exaggerating on this, look at here's another example. This is from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, more affectionately known as AOC. Now, AOC is, she's a congresswoman from New York. And she says, is anyone archiving these Trump sycophants for when they try to downplay or deny their complicity in the future? I foresee decent probability of many deleted tweets, writings, photos in the future. So she's calling to archive on, this was a few days ago. This is the 6th of November, 2020. So she's calling for an archiving of us, for us all to be tracked, for us to be recognized. That way we can be isolated from society. And this is dangerous, people. This is dang This is what these people are calling for. So when your friends and family want to talk about Biden and how wonderful the Democrats are, just know that your family is helping nail you in the coffin. Now, they may not know it. But that's what they're doing. And you show this to people. It's like you are empowering people who want to ruin my life. This is who you're empowering. You want to empower people who want to ruin my life. That's why I've always said when I debate theology, I don't even like to say the, the uh, debating. When I discuss theology, I, I don't get upset. Because it's a personal matter. It's a personal matter that that's between you and God. Because me and God are good. Not because I'm good, it's because Christ is good. So that's between you and God. But when it comes to politics, see, now you want to put people in power who want to destroy me. And I'm not angry with my family and friends, but I'm just pointing this out. This is what we need to say to our relatives. Do you realize that you are giving power to people who want to destroy me? Do you really love me? Because if somebody came out and said, every Democrat... I'm going to ruin them. We're going to take them down. We're going to destroy their lives. I'm talking about the supporters. Everybody who supported Joe Biden, we're not even talking about politicians and public figures. They're calling for the destruction of everyday people. So if I sat there and back the politicians and said, all these people who voted for Biden, they supported Biden, we need to ruin them. We need to crush them. We need to make a list of their names. Would I get behind somebody like that? No, because you're calling for the, the deaths of my own relatives. You're calling for the ruin of my relative, and you think I'm over-exaggerating when I use the word death? Check this out. I want to make sure I always give credit to the clips that I include. Uh, the American Voices shared this. This was a this is a video clip put together by the Daily Caller. I always want to make sure I give credit to the people who put these clips together. I want you to watch this disturbing clip on Joy Reid's show. These people are calling for our death and destruction. This is what they're calling for. We want to ruin them. They can't build them along in polite society. Folks, when Hit see Hitler, Hitler is, a, is an example we use a lot. And I feel like people like Ben Shapiro says, when everybody becomes Hitler, nobody becomes Hitler. So then we are now at a point when we use the example, we reference him. It's meaningless because it's been overused. 
But what this these Democrats and Joy Reid and the people and I she's complicit because this woman was a guest on her show. And if someone on my show is calling cause calling for harm to be done to people, I'd be like, wait a minute. I may not agree with these people. I may think they're nuts, but I'm not interested in harm and ruin people's lives. But she sit there smiling while this lady is saying this stuff. And Keith Oberman too. Check this out. We have to collectively, in essence, burn down the Republican Party. Um, we have to level them because if there are survivors, if there are people who weather this storm, they will do it again. That what we should be doing is shunning these people. Shunning, shaming these people is a statement of moral indignation that these people are not fit for polite society. Burn down the Republican Party. Um, we have to level them because if there are survivors, if there are people who weather this storm, they will do it again. Trump can still live in a version of the bubble that he and the 69 million morons who voted for him have lived in since 2015. Inside Trump world, it's fun and exciting and there's no pandemic and nothing but white people and lots of guns and everybody will be a billionaire soon. There are a lot of friends who I had to really get rid of because they, they are so nonsensical. When it comes to this issue, they have the whole, every single talking point that they hear on state TV and that they hear from this president. They repeat it and they are blinded by it. I just, I had to get rid of a lot of people in my life because sometimes you just have to let them go. I think that they have to hit rock bottom like an addict, right? And they have to want to get help. And then he and his enablers and his supporters and his collaborators and the Mike Lees and the William Barrs and the Sean Hannity's and the Mike Pence's and the Rudy Giuliani's and the Kyle Rittenhouse's and the Amy Coney Barrett's must be prosecuted and convicted and removed from our society while we try to rebuild it. Now, this president, one of the things that he really launched his presidential run on is talking about Islamic radicalization. And this president has radicalized so many more people than ISIS ever did. He has opened up for offshore drilling and he has said yes to the oil companies. They can drill in the Arctic National Wildlife Preserve. Donald Trump threatens the existence of human life, of all life on this planet. And on November 3rd, we will hold Donald Trump accountable. That the fight is not just to win an election, but to win it by enough to chase, at least for a moment, Trump and the maggots off the stage and then try to clean up what they left. Remember it, even though to remember it means remembering that the fight does not end November 3rd, but in many ways, will only begin that day. They will do it again. They will take this as confirmation that, hey, it just pays to ride the waves. Country has to repudiate this. It is not a normal administration. And when these people say, oh, you can't criticize us, it will deter public service. <laughs> it will deter people who are liars, right. who are enablers, um, <laughs> who are really bad people, and they should be deterred. Yeah. They don't get to escape accountability. Wow. Wow. You, you see what I mean? Am I over-exaggerating? They don't belong in polite society. We need to burn the Republican Party to the ground. We need to destroy them. They need to be marginalized. They need to be removed from society. How do you remove people from society? You either imprison them or you kill them. There's the only two ways. Either you imprison people or you kill them. So we have MSNBC with the woman on the show calling for either our death or imprisonment because we have the audacity to support President Trump. 
This is what's going on. Where's the outrage? They don't care. They don't care because that's what they want. They want to kill you. They want to kill me because there's no way to interpret their words, but they want us to either be dead or in some kind of concentration camp. Because how do you remove people from society? I want to know. I want to know how else do you remove people from society by either A, killing them or putting them in some kind of camp. As I said before, a couple things, like I just mentioned earlier about Hitler. He got to that point. He didn't just wake up one day and say, okay, everybody, we're going to ground up all the Jews, put them in concentration camps, kill them. If the ones who aren't alive are going to make them work, we're going to do experiments to them, you know, do surgeries with no anesthesia. We're just going to roundly torture these people. How did that sound? No, it's just step by step by step by step. It got to that point. And it started with what the people on MSNBC are doing. I am... I was shocked. Now, I rarely get shocked. I rarely get shocked. But when new major news outlets are peddling that me and you need to die, we need to be dead or put in camps, because again, how else do you remove people from society by either killing them or putting them in camps? That's it. <laughs> There's no other way to remove people from society. So... They either calling for us to die or be put in camps. All because we back President Trump. Where are we at, America? Where are we going? And I'm, I'm, I want to thank American Voices for sharing that and the Daily Caller for putting that together because people need to see what we're up against. This isn't friendly opposition. Like I, and I, most Americans have no idea about this stuff. They don't know. They don't know. And it's, it's annoying because they need to know. They are complicit in people who seek to kill and imprison me. This is not, the Republican and Democratic Party is not one of the same. A friend of mine says, Democrats are, are high efficiency destruction. Republicans are low efficiency destruction. And it's true. Because even though I am a Republican and I'm a member of the Republican Party, I feel like they aren't doing what, they, what needs to be done as a whole for years. We've allowed liberals to influence culture. While we just focus on the power part. We just focus on the power. And we ignore the impact of influence. When influence is more significant than power. And what you see is members of the left are trying to incite everyday Americans to hate us. To cut us off. You know, like Don Lemon, I just, I just had to cut him off. I have never in my life cut off a friend or a family member over their politics. I don't agree with them. But I would never cut off a friend or a family member over politics. That's crazy. But look what the leaders and the influencers in society. They, they're calling for our friends and family to cut us off, to eliminate us, to shun us, to remove us from society. And like I said, the only way you can remove people from society is either kill them or put them in prison. That's it. So, or some kind of camp. So they're calling for violence and harm and for us to lose jobs and for this to be list of us. And it's like, these are the people you want to give power to. It's because they're so brainwashed. There's, that's why I say, it's, I've come to, it's very easy to brainwash people. My goodness, it's, it's funny. If it, was, it, it actually would be funny if it wasn't so sad and so dangerous, but brainwashing people is a very, a very easy thing to do. I've come to this conclusion because they want 
to have hope. They want leadership. People crave leadership. We crave to follow people. And we sh- in America, I think we've come to, I was talking to a friend earlier today, is that humans, natural state for throughout human history has not been liberty. I don't think humans fully understand or appreciate liberty. Because if we did, you wouldn't have over 100 million people sitting out the election. I mean, this kind of stuff does not have to happen. And people complain about all politics and this and that. Well, if you would take your lazy behind to the polls in the primaries, you could pick the candidates that you wanted. Do you vote for school board? Do you vote for city council? Are you not voting in all elections? You should be voting in every single election that happens in your city town. And they make it so bad. A lot of people really just come up for the presidential election. What about the governor? The governor actually has more power over your life than, than the president. What about the mayor? In Chicago, you got the mayor Lightfoot just tweeted out. In Chicago, cancel all Thanksgiving gatherings. You can't, you can't have Thanksgiving gatherings. Cancel them all. I mean, these people are nuts. But we're going to give them power because they're Democrats and they fight racism. I mean, these people are... They, they are very destructive. They seek to destroy us. And they want to destroy everybody. It isn't just conservatives. The problem is we're the only ones speaking up. And we're trying to warn everybody. So, of course, they want to eliminate us because we're trying to warn everybody to what's happening. So, if you eliminate us, either through kill us or through imprisonment, then you can, um, then once you kill or, elim- or imprison us, then it's easier to control everybody else. They, their goal is total domination over everybody. The problem, we're just that little rock in the shoe that keeps poking and we keep talking and we keep pushing and we keep fighting. So they don't want us to speak because when every time you speak, if you share this video or you talk to your friends, that's a mind change. And that's one less person that they can control. Do not be angry at your friends and family members. Because like I said, notice the media and the left, they're trying to incite our friends and family members, our neighbors and coworkers to hate us and to make lists and isolate us and to be whatever plan they have. And these are the same people that want to take our guns. That's the funny part. They want to disarm us. (laughs) So these are the same people who want to disarm us. So the same people who get on television and call for us to be removed from society. And to not have jobs and to make lists of who we are are the same people who want to disarm America. You, me and my friend, we were talking earlier. And Americans are so Americanized, we don't understand the world. And, and, and you have to understand history. Liberty and freedom has not been the dominant story through human history. It has been tyranny. It has been oppression. And we're so used to this free gift of America that we are just like, everything's going to be okay. The eagle can die. I gave a speech once back in February, and I, and I made a point. I said, yo, the eagle can die. The eagle could easily die. America is not impenetrable. Please believe America is hard to penetrate. You just make it. Let me back up. America can be penetrated, but the easiest way to destroy America is not through penetration. It's through implosion. And that's what the left is doing. The goal is to implode America to serve us up to a globalist system. And it's only going to get worse. If if things do not go the way I hope they do through the courts for President Trump, it's going to be hell. It's going to be hell. And, and you can say that I'm engaging in the fear-mongering that the Democrats are, but I'm not. 
Because look what I just showed you. They're calling for lists to be made. Tell me, tell me one Republican is calling for everyday Democrats and liberals and leftists, whatever, to be put in camps or killed, removed from society, denied jobs, list made. Show me one piece of evidence of a Republican, conservative, a Christian calling for that to happen to other people. We're not. Because that's evil is all outdoors. That's evil. We're not going to do that. That's evil. I don't want no list made of people. They have a... No. So since we're not calling for that, we're not over-exaggerating when we point out how dangerous they truly are. Human beings will do anything for power. I point this out in the past. People have killed their own parents, their own children for power. So who do you think you are? So where does this leave us? This means the only true solution for, for one, the only solution for any problem, but this problem is Jesus Christ. What we need in America is a revival. When you think about those Nazi guards, it's like, okay, Hitler wasn't the one doing the actual killers, killing. He just led and incited other people to do the killing for him. So the question becomes, why did you go along with it? Like, what made y'all go along with it? See, if more Americans' hearts are sold out for Christ, these people can say whatever they want. They're not going to get any traction. Because the American public can be like, oh my God, that's gross. You calling for a list to be made? You calling for people to be removed from society? The only way to remove people from society are through either through killing them or putting them in some kind of prison or camp? No, that's wicked. But when you have hearts without God, when you don't have people sold out for Christ, when you have people who are just sold out for themselves, then that kind of stuff is very easy to happen. It can happen very easily. In no time, we can find ourselves in full-out battle. This is what they're calling for. And we have every right to defend ourselves. So there's no unity with these people. You can't that. Because even though I would, I would like to work with other people and get along with them, but there's no way I can find common ground with people who want to kill me or throw me in jail. There's no common ground with people like that. And as you can see from the clip I just showed, I'm not exaggerating. And the tweets I showed as well. So here, here's the thing. Here, and, and even another one, Janelle Monet. She was the entertainer called Trump supporters. We can just burn. I've never, and I, that's the thing you have to realize. Our frustration on, on the conservatives is not towards the voter. I mean, I'm frustrated with people who voted for them. But that's not where my anger and ire lies. My concern is for these people in power who have the authority and the influence to incite violence against us. They're convincing them to hate us and do their bidding, just like Hitler. So and he's not the only one, but he's just the one that most people tend to know about. But that's what tyrants do. The left is pushing for an authoritarian society. We want freedom. On the right, we want freedom and liberty for everybody. They want an authoritarian society. And they're advocating their authoritarian society by claiming they're fighting injustice. So they want to be tyrants. They say, oh, well, give us this unfettered power because we're going to fight these bad people who are making America horrible. And the only reason why people agree that they're making America horrible isn't because there's something objective they can point to. It's just they're repeating what they heard. That's why I say it's very easy to brainwash people. It's a shame. 
So where is the church? Where is the church in America? The church in America is pathetic because you have pastors like Devon Franklin advocating for Biden. I just want to, I wish I could sit in and just ask Devon Franklin. So this is what they're calling for. Do you support this? Do you think I should die or go into camp? And I'm sure he's going to go, absolutely not. Oh, but you back these types of people. You help, you help give these people power. See, Christians, let me tell you something. You are accountable for every decision you make in life. Every single one. And that is going to necessarily include your vote. And if you knowingly voted for evil and wicked people, I'm not saying they're not Christians. I wouldn't dare make that claim. I know there's people who do, but I wouldn't dare make it. But I find it hard-pressed. I find it very difficult to not believe that there's going to be, God's going to bring that to your attention on Judgment Day. Because you help bring wickedness and oppression in society. Just like people love to point, they love to holler out, why I could America been a Christian country. They had slaves. Look at the people today. Y'all ain't no better. That, that may not be the sin you engaged in, but y'all engaged in the other ones. Y'all are engaged in other forms of oppression on people. So you ain't no better than those people who, who own slaves. Please don't act like you're better than them because you're not. Because y'all was more than happy to go and support a bunch of baby killers. You give power to people who kill babies. People who fight to kill babies. Don't, 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 don't. You see what I'm saying? And so I, I, I really don't have a lot to say today. But that, because that upsets me so much. And we as as Christians have got to fight back, but our church is weak. And and I just want to point to two incidents. I don't want to belabor these two, but this is so important. So like you guys recently heard about with John Gray and Carl Lentz. So John Gray got caught cheating on his wife again. He's a huge pastor. Carl Lentz got fired from Hillsong because he had a sexual relationship with some woman. Now, these are the most prominent, some of the two of the most prominent pastors in America. And the problem is in the church. And I, and I, yeah, we're all sinners and stuff. But see, the scripture tells us very plainly that anybody in a position of authority and leadership in the church is going to be judged differently than your average person. Because they're supposed to be on a whole nother level of intimacy with God. See, the closer you are with God, the harder it is to sin. Because there's so many times in my life, and recently, the closer I've grown in my relationship with God, that sometimes I want to think, even an inappropriate thought, the Holy Spirit is like, mm -mm, no, you, no. So the close, it's not because I'm so good and I'm such a good person. No, it's the Holy Spirit. Even if it's an inappropriate thought, the Holy Spirit will be like, uh, no. And you have to make a choice. Am I going to give into the Holy Spirit? we're going to give into my flesh. Paul talks about this in Galatians 5. You know, the spirit and the flesh are at war. I wish I had my Bible. You know, and that's the thing. I typically keep my Bible right by me when I'm doing my show. That way I can reference it specifically. But read Galatians 5. I'm, I'm, I'm going to grab my... I, here's the Bible here. Um, I'm Because I'm, I, I think it's important to point out is that... Um, Really quick. I'm being fast, y'all. I'm being fast, y'all. Galatians 5. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes. 
So, um, Galatians 5, 16 through, um, 16 through 26. And so it, it goes into how, like, our, our spirit and our flesh are constantly, it's like this fight. But the closer you are to God, and that means you meditate on the word daily, you pray every day, that makes it easier for you to submit yourself fully to God. And so when we have people leading the churches in America, the most prominent pastors who clearly aren't doing this, clearly, how can they lead the church in America? It's impossible. They can't even govern their own penises. And, and so this is important because in America, the church is weak because we don't like to call holy for holiness. We don't like to call for righteousness. Like I uh, shared on Facebook earlier, like even myself personally, like I had a lot of things I had to start cutting loose with the world. Because My mom would tell me, she said, Christina, you got one foot in the word, one foot in the world. And it was true because I was like, I love to hang out with my friends. I love to have a good time. And that's not to say I don't have a good time anymore and hang out sometimes. But I had to say, hey, you know what? This is a place I shouldn't be as a believer. I shouldn't be hanging out here. There times I got invited to a party once and the Holy Spirit was like, Really? Really? Why are you here? Would you like it if your pastor was here? I was like, oh God, yes, I'm sorry, Jesus. You know, so it's it, it's a slow walk back. Like, man, oh, I gotta, I can't watch this TV show. I can't watch this movie. We gotta get out of the world. It's not easy for us because our licentiousness is around us everywhere we go. And sometimes we gotta stop and ask. We gotta lean on the spirit. Like, okay, should I be here? Should I go here? Should I? You, that's important, folks. It's really, really important. Because we as a church have to be set apart because we are the only ones who can help turn this situation around. Not because of us, but because of him. Not because of me. Not because Christina's so great, because I'm not. I'm wretched just like everybody else. It's because of him. That's who it is. And he's the only one who could turn this situation around in America. We can't say, oh, it's end times, we're going to give up. No, that's unacceptable. We as Christians have got to fight back. And it starts with us holding the leadership in our churches accountable and calling for truth, true and pureness and people who calling out wickedness, and calling out stand and standing firm on the word of God. Because people like Devon Franklin, it's clear he's too busy trying to be friends with the world. You got Steph Curry and his wife, it's clear they're trying to be friends with the world. You can't do both. You got to pick who you sold out for. You trying to make good with your buddies in Hollywood or you trying to follow Jesus Christ? Carl Lentz and John Gray, they's John Carl Lentz, celebrity pastor. Both of these guys, and they can't keep their penis in their pants, disrespecting their wives, disrespecting Christ. This is who the leadership. These are the faces of Christianity. Joel Osteen, even though I know he never, I've to my knowledge, engaged in anything uh, immoral or wrong, but he's silent. If you had some of the largest influence, T.D. Jakes, they're silent on sin. T.D. Jakes tweeting out pictures of how he's proud of Kamala Harris. Are you kidding me, T.D. Jakes? This woman wants to use the LGBT movement as a wrecking ball against the church. And y'all praising these people? This is what's the church in America. So how can we stand up to this unbridled wickedness the Democratic Party and the left want to push when pastors and leaders in the churches in America are complicit in helping these people get to power? And they're complicit in being silenced in the wickedness in our society. It's time for a second for reformation. It's time for the body of Christ. The people who believe that the Bible is an inerrant, infallible word of God. And if you hold to that, we good. We, we can talk. Because now we got some common ground. Because we the only ones, the followers of Christ are the only ones that can stand up against this. 
Because I'm going to tell you something. I shared this before on my show. When Frederick Engels, who helped write the Communist Manifesto with Karl Marx, asked who did he hate the most, I thought it was Jesus Christ. No, he said Charles Spurgeon. Charles Spurgeon. Charles Spurgeon was so serious about the abolitionist, abolitionist movement, he said, I won't even sit next to a slaver. He wouldn't even break bread with somebody who owned slaves. That's how serious he was. And because of his work, because of his ministry, the England stood firm against the communist intrusion that Karl Marx was trying to push in England. It is the church. We can't look to politicians. It is up to the church. We got to fiercely spread the gospel, point one. Point two, we have to infiltrate every area of society overtly, not covertly. No, we need to come up firm in media, entertainment. We got to start influencing society again. Norman is, I'm going to be a fun, nice little Christian in my little house to my family because Jesus is going to come back one day, so I'm not worried about this world. That is a cheap, lazy excuse. Stand up, fight back. We're going to fight back fiercely. First and foremost, our goal is to bring people to Jesus Christ before anything else. Because our churches need a revival. Our churches need a reformation. They need both. Because these progressive Christians, they need to go. And I don't mean in any type of harmful or physical sense, but they need, they cannot be in positions of authority because they're teaching the false gospel. People teaching false gospels, they need to be out of positions of authority and leadership. People who can't stand firm to the word of God and too closing up with the world, they do not need to be looked to as Christian leaders anymore because their, their mind is somewhere else. That's our firm because people's souls are on the line. You got people who think they can live in sin and still in right standing with God. No, yes, our works do not save us. No, but our works are evidence of our salvation. And, and then churches aren't teaching that. They're too busy teaching about your personal breakthrough, how you're going to get your healing and how you're going to get money. That has to stop. And our second call of action is to have to be to fight the media. To fight the media, to fight their deception, fight their lies. Like my friend Tony says, they are the prophets of Baal. They are. They are. He got to fight back, people. This is a winnable war. We know in the end what happens, scripture tells us. But that doesn't mean we don't fight and fight and fight. Because we may lose this fight, but we win the war. But God has called us to be his soldiers. You know, God could probably, not probably, he's God. God can accomplish all this stuff in one sweep of the hand. Not hand, literally. God doesn't have hands, but you get the point. But God designed his system the way we are involved. He designed his system where we are to be soldiers in this war, not watchers. So since God wants us to be soldiers in this war, pick up your arms and fight back. All right, folks, thank you for checking out my show. You can go to my website, which is under construction, ChristinaCaramo.com. You can also go to check out my Facebook page and YouTube, The Christina Caramo Project. Instagram, Karamo the Great. That's Karamo the GR and the number eight. And I'm also on Parlor at Christina Karamo. And remember to be brave and bold because the gospel of Jesus Christ must be told. Toodles. <laughs>